Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Good morning. Good morning. I am so glad you're here. Uh, my name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths. I'm the pastor of Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. Today is, what is today? September 5th. It's Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day weekend. Um, I got a couple announcements for us. One of them is right after this, there's an all-church picnic. And if, yeah, you want to see me eat a lot of tacos, stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there'll be, I'll leave some tacos left over for you, Danny. Wonderful. The band can come. They're invited. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, The office will be closed tomorrow in honor of Labor Day. And those are always fun, right? It's just a surprise vacation day. That's kind of nice. The jam is happening on Tuesday. Wow. Troy, there you go. You notice that there's a deacon's fund envelope in your uh, orders of worship. And... If you don't know what the Deacon's Fund is, it is, if you put any resources in here, any money in here, it goes straight to helping those that are in need. It uh, assists the, the, the least and the lost and the hurting. So, and the way you designate money towards that is you put it in this envelope and you put it in the offering plate, much like you, where you put your tithes in your offering. Um, I'd like to let the podcast knowers, let the podcast listeners know, this is a communion service, so have your elements ready. And um, one more thing, Phyllis Smith went to be with Jesus on Thursday. Um, yeah, I've known Phyllis. I was an intern at St. Andrews when I first met, met Phyllis, so it was like 1998, I believe, and. Uh, Anyway, it was the Holy Spirit prompting the day she passed. I, I was with her from 2 to 2.15, and she passed at 3. And the last thing I said to her, and I was praying with her, her brother, with tears in my eyes, I put my hand on her head, and I said, close your eyes and be with Jesus. Pass on through. Rest. Um, I'm going to miss that, that firecracker. Anyhow. So um, if I start weeping in the middle of my sermon and it has nothing to do with what I'm saying, that's what that's about. Um, I think that's it on announcements. Oh, the, the, memorial, the memorial. I sent out an email that the memorial is going to happen on the 10th, I think, or the 18th. It's not going to happen on the 18th because there's something else happening in our parking lot. And we want to, it's going to be, I don't know, we wanted to blow the place that, out, you know what I mean? Um, so I think we're tentatively on October 2nd, Saturday, October 2nd, and I'm, I'll get back to you with an email with announcements on the time in which that memorial service is going to happen. Let's stand and worship the Lord, right? And here's our call to worship. It comes from Psalm 125, and I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Those who trust in the Lord are as unshakable, as unmovable, as mighty Mount Zion. Just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord's wraparound presence surrounds the people, protecting them now and forever. 
The wicked will not always rule over the godly, provoking them to do what is evil. God, let your goodness be given away to your good people, to all your righteous ones. But those who turn away from truth, them you will turn away from you to follow their crooked ways. You will give them just what they deserve. May Israel experience peace and prosperity. Let's worship the Lord. This time will all children and youth join me up on stage. So I have the privilege this morning of promoting three of our children's students to the youth program. Um, and 
I'm trying not to cry, but <laughs> um, these three students have been such an amazing part of each Sunday in our class. Um, it's been amazing watching God work through you guys and move through you, and I'm wishing you nothing but the best as you move on to youth. So will Carter Macy, Elsie Griffiths, and Rose Chase please stand up and receive your certificate of completion of children's and I'm going to hand you guys off to youth today Um, and I would just ask that all of you guys join us in prayer um, as we pray over these students as they move on to youth. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for just the many years that I have been blessed with with each one of these kids, Father. Um, I just pray that you be with them as they go on to youth, Father, and just Let them know that you are always there and at the forefront, Father, that no matter what life may throw at them in these young teen adult lives, that they can always come to you and they can always come to each and every one of us here at PCC, Father, for guidance and support. Father, I just pray that, um, I pray over Rob, Father, as he takes on these students and that you give him the tools he may need to guide them as well. We pray this all in your precious memory, or in your precious name, amen. I did want to share too briefly this morning, I was sharing with the kids. Um, it, it just so happens that when they come to me and children, they're yay high, but when they leave me, they're taller than me. So <laughs> I guess that's another sign of promotion. You guys have now reached the level. You may go on. <laughs> um, but at this time, all children and youth are dismissed. Most kids are taller than me. (laughs) In the story um, in the Gospel of John, where the woman is caught in adultery, Jesus says to her accusers, those of you without sin cast the first stone. And then he looks up, and there are no accusers left. Are there any of us who could cast that first stone. Together, let us confess our sin against God and neighbor. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors and we have used to hear the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven, and we have been made right with God. Go, therefore, by the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of the Holy Spirit, and sin no more. Amen.
worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of every praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Worthy
His name has no rival, right? You're going to stay up here and preach with me? I like it. Uh, we're in between series. We, we ended Esther last week. I'm preaching right now, right? Okay, good. I just, no, no, that's cool. It's just, uh, I felt like a part of the band. It was like, that was good. Uh, and we're going to be studying Romans after, uh, starting next week. And so I just pulled out the lectionary text, and it's Mark, the Gospel of Mark. Just a couple things before we read our text. Gospel of Mark, probably the first, uh, most scholars agree, this is the first gospel written. Peter was probably the source. Um, it was mainly written to Gentiles in Rome. But there are like little peppered, like, uh, peppered moments where Peter's uh, love of his Hebrew nation um, shine through. And there, that, that comes up in the text this morning. Everybody awake still? Good. Um, let's read. This is Mark. I'm going to start. Mark chapter 7. And I'm going to read uh, verse 24. Through 37. From there, he set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician of, of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the children, child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him to, to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears. And he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Epiphatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened. His tongue was released. And he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them not to tell, uh, tell, Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's a Gentile road trip. 
Jesus is going into Gentile territory and he's keeping everything hush-hush because it's not his time to pay for everybody's sins. So he's cruising around and he's in Gentile territory. And verses 24 through 30, we meet a Syrophoenician woman. And this isn't your characteristic Jesus. Right? What does he say to the Syrophoenician woman? She, she walks in and she falls at his feet. She gets down on her knees at Jesus' feet. He says, or she says, would you come heal my daughter? He says, first let the dog, first let the, the children eat. And then you feed the dogs. Probably one of the harshest things Jesus says in the New Testament. He just called this woman a dog, right? Or this, this child a dog. What's that about? It makes you think, I wonder how many times Jesus said no to people. Why is he saying no? Why is he saying, why is he speaking so harshly with this woman? What does he mean by it? The child eats first and the dogs second. What does he mean? Who are the, who's the child? Jews. Jews, Israel. Who's the dogs? Gentiles. Do you picture buddy Jesus saying this? <laughs> right? He's not lovable, huggable. Jesus, he's, he's on a mission. That's what we see Jesus say. He has boundaries. He's saying, no, no, this message is first for Israel, and then it's for the Gentiles. I'm on a specific mission. What do we know about the Syrophoenician woman? Has anybody read any commentaries? That's why you pay me. (laughs) I read some commentaries. The Syrophoenician woman is basically a Newport mom in yoga pants. <laughs> it's wealthy. It's up and in. It's not down and out. This is a woman that can readily go to any doctor. But what does she say by her posture? Doctors aren't going to cut it with this demon. I've heard this Jesus guy's around. I'm at his feet. And what's her comeback? But even dogs get the crumbs. What's she saying there? The commentators, look at this, guys. Uh, The woman's response reveals that she comprehends more about the bread that Jesus offers than Jesus, uh, hold on, that Jesus offers than even his disciples do. Did you follow that? Because I messed it up a little bit. But she's heads above the disciples. Another commentator says this. She becomes the first person in the narrative of Mark to engage Jesus in a constructive exchange about his mission. One commentator, another one, said she's a female Jacob. She's wrestling with God. She's... And on her daughter's behalf, 
Every mom knows. Mama bear, don't, you don't mess with mama bear, right? My baby girl's sick. My baby girl's got a demon in her. Jesus says, I'm going to feed the Israelites first and then the Gentiles. Then she shows that she knows what he's talking about. She knows who Jesus is. She knows he's the king of the Jews and the king of the Gentiles. He's the Alpha and the Omega. In her response, she says, but even us dogs, and the Greek lightens it a little bit. I didn't know this, but in the Greek, they had, they had house pet dogs. Did you know that? I didn't know that until I studied for the sermon. But the, the words are kynarion and kion. Kion is a street dog. A kynarion is one of those dogs that you see at Fashion Island in the, in the strollers. <laughs> Big dog owners call them chew toys. <laughs> the little dogs, you know. But so he's not calling the woman a street dog. But that lessens it, but it's still pretty harsh, right? You're, everybody's with me? So that, that first section, we hear all yearn for help. High, low, rich, poor, urban, rural. Jew, Gentile. Jesus turns no one away who comes with humble faith. Jesus turns no one away who comes with humble faith. And that's what this table is about. Second little, we pretty much have two sermons. Sorry, but I got used to, sorry, worship band wasn't here. I went on, I was still, we were still over. I kept preaching, man. Anyway, sorry, but I love you. We're going to try and keep it under wraps, but here's the second sermon. Everybody with me still? Okay, good. Uh, the, the next one is the Gentile road trip continues. And then one commentator writes this, a guy named Edwards. He says, it is puzzling itinerary. Rather like going from Washington, D.C. to Richmond, Virginia by way of Philadelphia. So he swings out of his way. But what do we learn about the Lord of Lords, King of Kings right there? He's up for a road trip. He's up to go across boundaries. He's up to go across where, the, where he's supposed to be. He's, grues- he's coloring outside the lines. Sorry for you teachers in here. And then... I love these images of Jesus. Where he, he, he gets physical. Pop quiz. When people were sick at this time, they couldn't see you, they couldn't speak, what did people assume was wrong with them? There was, there were, yeah, you guys all gave the right answer. <laughs> I, was, I guess I should have had hands. Uh, but uh, they're covered in sin. Who's, usually they're thinking, this guy's messed up. So it's been a, probably a while since somebody's touched this dude. 
He not only touches, he sticks his finger in his ear. When's the last time anybody stuck anything in your ear? <laughs> That's awesome. I just, I just love that image of Jesus, too. He sticks his finger in his ear, and then he spits on his hand, and he touches his tongue. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Elsie. I remember one time I was putting her to bed, and it was pitch black, and I'm going in for a kiss, and I find out she's gone. <laughs> I'm a, oh, my gosh, that's disgusting. <laughs> but Jesus spits on his hands, and he puts, this, he puts his hand in his mouth. Right? We got a, a Jesus who's not afraid of physical ailments and not afraid of pain. We're about to find that out in a huge way when he goes to the cross, but he touches this guy. He's physical. He's individual. The empathy, this is uh, the words of Edwards, the empathy of Jesus for the man with hearing and speech impairments by himself, the needy man is simply another face in the crowd of Gentiles. But in removing him from the crowd, Jesus signifies that he is not simply a problem, but a unique individual. And then I said, the Old Testament people are going to get little nuggets. This is a direct allusion to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 35, verses 5 and 6. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. He's doing for this man what this world still longs for. Because we're not physically blind, but we're spiritually blind a lot of the time. And we're often saying as the church the wrong thing. And then he ends. It's, I think it's kind of comical that Peter puts in there. Jesus, can he can say, hey, Ocean, be still, and the ocean will stop. He can raise people, you know, from sickness. He can heal the lame. He can, he can heal the blind. He can feed thousands of people. What can he do? He can't keep them quiet about how amazing he is, right? He, he keeps saying, hey, just keep hush, hush. Sorry, Jesus, can't. <laughs> You're absolutely phenomenal. And it ends with, everything he's doing is very good. What's that an allusion to? Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. God steps back after creating everything and says, this is very good. How do we apply that second story? Or second piece of the narrative? Perhaps the hurry and bustle of modern life drowns out God's voice for us. Christians need to hear more clearly and to remedy their slurred speech, 
Mark's narrative shows that Jesus seeks to cure his disciples' blindness and deafness by taking them away from the maddening crowd and teaching them. Modern Christians, brothers and sisters, we may need to have times when we retreat and allow the miracle of Jesus' power to penetrate plugged-up ears so that we may hear God's word afresh and speak to others more clearly. Richard Mao, when he tells people how to preach. Anybody know who Richard Mao is? Anyway, I won't go into it. But he says, you say what you're, you're going to say, you say it, and then you tell them what you said. <laughs> that's, his sermon, that's his sermon advice. So I'm going to tell you what I said. What did I say? Hold on a second. Jesus doesn't see status. He sees need. Jesus calls us to a humble faith, and he turns no one with that humble faith away. Jesus may want to pull you aside individually so that you can clearly listen to him before you clearly speak on his behalf. And all God's people said, Before we continue in worship and I call for the offering, I, I would like to also... Last week, we wanted to celebrate Kennedy. Um, U.S. citizen. Round of applause, please. He brought me a, he brought me a photocopy of his citizenship thing, and I, I left it down there, sorry. But afterwards, you, you guys can come look at it if you want. Uh, and the other thing is, I got word yesterday that Pat Thompson... Um, had a stroke. 
Yeah, the associate pastor here for uh, many, many years. Um, he's doing well, um, but he's having trouble recalling memories. Uh, his memories slow to come. So uh, as we continue in worship, I want us to have all these hands knocking on the doors of heaven, right? Amen? I said amen? Okay, wonderful. Uh, I like uh, Anywho, um, we're going to continue worship. Um, and as we prepare our hearts for the table, let's recall the ways that God has blessed us and met us in these valleys. And out of the joy of knowing that God has continued to sustain both this local outpost of God's kingdom and us as individuals, let's return to God just a portion of that. And this morning's tithes and offerings are now received. And those of you that are listening on the podcast, uh, please mail them to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California. 92628 and those of us that are here please leave them in the offering plate
like I mentioned in the sermon. Hello? Oh, there it is. Like I mentioned in the sermon, um, bread is a, a powerful symbol all throughout Scripture. It sustains the people. It reminds them of the Exodus event where they had to get out of uh, Egypt so fast that they couldn't wait to for the bread to rise. And in our text this morning, it was talking about the blessings of God, the triune God of Scripture. The bread was representing God taking care of his people. And Jesus responds to the lady and says, first we give the, pe- the bread to the, to the Hebrew nation, the Israelites. And then it spills over into the Gentiles. Raise your hand if you're a Gentile. Are you grateful that it spilled over onto us? <laughs> On the night that Jesus was betrayed... He gathered around the table with his 12 friends. Actually, I think I'm supposed to pray Thanksgiving over the table, right? And then I'll do that. Let's pray. God, I am so grateful that you sent your one and only son for me. I pray that as we confessed together our sins earlier and we were assured that we were forgiven, I pray that that Assurance of our salvation penetrates our cores. Remind us of how we've fallen short, but even more so, remind us of how you have given us victory through dying and rising again. Raise us up, Lord, as we partake of these elements, even here, even now. And all God's people said, Amen. After Jesus had, he gathered his 12 in the upper room, and he said, this, this is an outward sign of an inward reality. This symbolizes my body. Broken for anyone who comes to me with humble faith. Oh, I do the bread. Okay, we'll do it together. This little pot. You peel back that thing. The body of Christ broken for you. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take and drink and each time you do, do so in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread, 
and drink this cup, we proclaim the promises of our living Lord until he comes again. Take and drink. Would you pray with me? Nourishing God, thank you for inviting us to your table where all are welcome and for feeding us with the bread of life and quenching our thirst with the cup of blessing. As you have filled our lives with love and hope, may we be a source of your love and hope for others who hunger and thirst for the good news. Amen. You are, thanks, Mom. (laughs) She goes, benediction. (laughs) And we're going to stand later. If if this is your first Sunday, uh, you're in for a treat. Because right after I do the benediction, we do the Lord's Prayer. And then for the last verse, we all stand up and hold hands and sing it. It's pretty, I think it's pretty phenomenal. It's one of those things that I like. Um, But as you're seated right here, Just hold your hands out and receive the benediction in a different way this morning. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Our Father, who art in Our debtors and lead us not.